Hello, Michael here with a quick disclaimer. The episode that you are about to listen to was originally recorded as a live event, meaning that it was recorded and streamed over our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash the RPG Academy, or broadcast as a live event or recorded as a live event for our YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash the RPG Academy. Hopefully you will understand why the audio quality of this episode is not quite up to the same standards you have come to appreciate and expect from our show. And on the off chance that when you listen to this episode, you don't really notice a difference between this episode and a regular episode, don't say anything because that will make me cry. Thanks and enjoy the show. All right, we're on the air. Welcome, everybody. Uh, my name's Kendall. I am not with the RPG Academy. I am with the RPG Academy Network. Uh, I work with the Redemption Podcast. I do our editing and do voice acting. And I'm here to bring to you the trial of a new role-playing game coming out based on the Fate system called Wearing the Cape. Uh, it is a superhero world uh, set by an author, uh, Marion G. Harmon. He's got a lot of books up on Amazon. I think there's six or seven books in the series right now. Uh, it's a great world, actually, a great, rich superhero world, and he is uh, currently doing a Kickstarter to get the game out into the public. At the time of this recording, the Kickstarter has already been live for a week. Uh, they've already smashed, like, three stretch goals, so it's going to fund. It's just a matter of uh, getting on board and getting your books now. So uh, I'm going to... I lied to all my other players. I'm going to quickly let them introduce themselves, and then I'll talk a little bit about the world that they're going to inhabit, and then we'll come back and talk about their characters. So, uh, Eric, you want to start by introducing yourself? Sure. Um, hi, my name's Eric. I'm from the Openly Gamer Theater podcast. Um, I'm playing character Antonio Jermel Johns, also known as Dusk. All right, cool. Devin, you're up next. Hi, this is Devin from the Shark Bone Podcast. I'm going to be playing Julian Marquez, who is a speedster named Motion Capture. When I hear you say that, it sounds like every single time I hear you on a podcast, you don't actually vary your delivery at all. Way to go. <laughs> Michael, how about you? Uh, Michael with the Redemption Podcast. Um, I'm going to be playing a character named Calvin Jacobs, also known as Kevlar. And last, but Damn. certainly not least, mainly last because he hadn't come up with a character name yet, is Caleb. Hey, everybody. I am the Caleb G. from the RPG Academy and Whelmed the Young Justice Files. I am playing a character whose real name is Dan Wilder, and his superhero name is... Uh, I don't know, because he's a magician, and he's really unsure of these things. Uh... Dr. Mysteria? No, that's too Doctor Who. Um, Ace of Spades. There it is. Hank Houdini. <laughs> nope. Ace of Spades. Devin called it. It's done. He'd have to. He'd have to be a redneck magician to be Hank Houdini. <laughs> Hank Houdini Jr. There nope, we go. Ace of Spades. All right. Thanks, Devin. You're welcome. So we'll call you Ace. I got it. Devin, how do you want to be credited on that character sheet? <laughs> Chief Boner. Or blamed. Chief Boners. Name provided by Chief Ch Boner. Chief Shark Boner. Not just any boner. 
Oh, this is going to... Okay, I should also remind you, uh, our, our participants, that the thing that Michael from the RPG Academy has told me is we are a PG-13 rated podcast. So, uh, Boner's fine. I think we're still. I think we're still in the PG thirteen meeting. We can say boner all day long. That's right. I think we're only allowed one MF. So yeah, use it, use so. it, wild, use it wisely. Right. Eric is correct. <laughs> I'm trying to head this off at the pass. Stop. Stop it at most. We're going to stop at boner. You know, most as people you, do. Yes, you do. <laughs> oh Lord. I don't know what that meant, but it sounds. So this so this game bad. looks really interesting. Kendall, why don't you tell us about it? Oh, it, it, thank you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, ladies and that, gentlemen, uh, is the only professional recorder amongst a lot of us. I was going to say, let it be known that at two minutes into the game, and I've already lost complete control. Way to go. So anyway, Wearing the Cape is a superhero-based game. We all know what superheroes are. Uh, whether you're a DC fan, a Marvel fan, Image Comics fan, what have you, you know what superheroes are. Don't have to explain those. In the world of Wearing the Cape, the game is set in the modern age, um, and about... I believe it's 10 years in the past from current time, something called the event happened. And on August 18th of that year, for 3.2 seconds, it's very specific, don't know why, every human being in the world simultaneously lost all senses, total sensory deprivation. There was no sight, no hearing, no physical sensations. Uh, A small percentage of individuals said they heard something that sounded like God striking a giant tuning fork. But when people remember that event, they kind of remember the blackout, but a lot of people also remember that right after that is when the superheroes first came. There was worldwide power failures because it only seemed, it seemed to affect people's senses, but it also uh, interfered with electrical grid. So cars, planes, trains, everything kind of stopped for three seconds. There's one term, one term we're going to use here in a minute. It's called a breakthrough. And that's kind of the superhero origin story. When your character has had their breakthrough, and each of the each of my guests here are going to go through their characters and explain their breakthrough, it's that moment that changed everything. So, you know, one minute you're just a normal person, and the next minute you're doing these impossible things. Breakthroughs in this world tend to express themselves during moments of high stress. Uh, stress, kind of a broad term, physical stress by like pain or exertion, uh, emotional stress caused by fear or anger, uh, grief or hope. They're usually negative, but not always. So we're going to quickly go through everybody once again. You've introduced your characters. Now let's talk about what made your characters who they are. And we're going to start with uh, Eric to talk about Dusk and give us a little bit of background as to why Dusk is the way he is and kind of what his powers are. Okay. Uh, Dusk um, is also uh, Chief Airman uh, Antonio Johns, U.S. Air Force. He's... Uh, was serving in Japan, and during the event uh, was when his breakthrough actually happened because he was on a hop back to Osaka, Japan, and the plane depowered and crashed, and in the darkness of the, uh, of the event is when he manifested his darkness power. Um, he's a martial artist um, that can manipulate shadow, um, the, the gist of his character is that he is actually inhabited by a darkened or a dark spirit that gives him most of his powers and tries to guide him and manipulate him into doing things. Um, so at times some, the, the dark spirit will actually take over. Uh, not that it's like dark as in 
shadowy, not dark as in evil. So it, it, it could be one of his ancestors. It could be uh, a local ancestor because he, uh, his event ha or the event, uh, the breakthrough happened in Japan. So it could be a, J a Japanese ancestor spirit, something like that. He doesn't really quite know yet. Okay. You know, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll find that out. Maybe we won't. Devin, go ahead and tell us about motion capture. Hi, motion capture. Julian Marquez is a rich playboy. Uh, he comes from a wealthy family and inherited his father's riches shortly before the event happened. When the event happened, he came to and he was in a park and saw a jetliner falling from the sky. It impacted a few hundred yards in front of him and, you know, just fireballs and all that horrendous goodness. And there were a bunch of other heroes who had had their breakthrough and they were running in to, to save people, but he panicked. So Julian turned and he ran away from the danger. And shortly he found himself in the middle, middle of the Pacific Ocean, uh, not quite sure how he got there. And he managed to tread water there for two hours until he was picked up and brought back to the coast uh, by a cargo ship. All right. Very good. Michael, you want to tell us about Kevlar? Uh, sure. Um, so uh, Kevlar, uh, Calvin himself, uh, is a was a cop at the time. Uh, he is now a junior investigator, uh, but he was basically investigating a, a break-in, a B&E, and, &E, and uh, turns out the suspects were still there. He was involved in a shooting, and while he was being shot at, his, uh, his skin hardened, his, his power manifested itself during that time. And uh, since then, he's been relatively public with it. The Force is well aware of his abilities. He hasn't manifested any other abilities so far. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it was during that time of great stress and uh, life endangerment. All right. Fair enough. Finally, we have the Ace of Spades. Caleb, talk to us. All righty. So Dan worked for the Hollis Brothers Circus, which was a old-fashioned traveling kind of circus on the train, a lot of uh, carny folk and sideshow uh, events happening. He was actually working with some of the crew setting up the Highwire Act when the event happened. So he was up above the, uh, the, the ground on some of the the ladders and stuff setting up the high wire. Uh, the event happened when he came to after those very important 3.2 seconds, he was falling through the air. And that is when some of his magical powers manifested and he was able to uh, slow down time and actually get himself to safety in a, a relatively easy manner. All right. Sounds fair. Do any of you guys have any questions about uh, your characters before we begin? I don't believe I do. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. We are actually setting this game in the city of Detroit. Uh, it's going to take place. We're setting this up about three months after the event. So superheroes are now quite well known. Uh, there's a lot of unease and fear uh, because supervillains are also well known. But you guys have been hired through different channels to be part of the what's called the B team or the backup team for the Detroit Defenders, which is the city's recognized superhero group. They have been formed for a whole month compared to you guys, but they the, 
the five heroes that form up the Detroit Defenders, Captain Incredible, the Wild Witch, Laser, Airlift, and Howler, have been credited with numerous saves around the city, basically clearing up most of the supervillain crime in the area. There's still some, you know, supervillain gangbangers, thrill, thrill cults and stuff like that, but it's calmed down a lot in the past six, six weeks or so, and they have been credited with that. So they have found time to bring on another group of heroes to train, and that is you guys. Unfortunately, you had your debut today. So in front of the media, you all were announced, but that's getting overshadowed a lot because the city has been has chosen to, well, recognize the original members of the team with an award ceremony tonight. So you are left back at the, the headquarters in the Situation Room watching on TV while the other five heroes get their awards. Uh, the mayor, city, uh, the police chief, a lot of the rich and powerful in the city are all at a ballroom and their speeches that go, have gone on interminably. Finally, they introduce the five heroes and each one is given a small statue of uh, the... If, if you guys haven't seen it, there's a statue in Detroit that looks like a large arm and each one of these is holding a metal sphere and they're each given these small statues and asked to say a few words. They stand there and just as Captain Incredible, who is the hunky Atlas type of the group, opens his mouth, there is a loud, loud buzzing noise and you watch as all five of those heroes basically flicker like a bad film strip and vanish from sight only to be replaced maybe a half second later by large large bundles of ectoplasm, green goo, that splatter to the stage. There are screams. People are just panicking on this camera. And then the video is taken over by a relatively normal-looking man. He's wearing what you would call lab goggles over his eyes. Uh, think Dr. Horrible, if you want a good mental image. <laughs> and he says, I am Dr. Anarchy, and you have seen what I do to the superheroes that dare to take over my city. Detroit is now mine, and nobody will stand against me. So you should stay in your homes. We'll be there long shortly for all your money. And then the video cuts out, and they cut back to different news talking heads saying, you know, well, oh my God, all the heroes are dead, and nobody seems to remember that you guys even exist at this point. So what do you do? Hey, you know what? As long as I can get my paycheck, he can have it. He can have your paycheck? No, uh, Detroit. He can have Detroit. Oh. Well, unfortunately, uh, the Detroit defenders now pay your pay your paycheck. We're, we're, we're supposed to... We can't let this happen. Right? Say, who names himself Dr. Anarchy? I, I don't know. It seems kind of cliched to me. I'm assuming he went to anarchy school. It's almost as bad as crotch shot. Well, his parents named him Dr. Disappointment, so. Mm. Um, do any of us know where Dr. Anarchy is? Does he have a base that we're familiar with? You have no idea. This is your second day in the Defender Dome, which is where, where you, uh, it, where you uh, have your superhero lair. And you've just now been given access to like all the computers and all right. Everything like that. Uh, we're gonna have to search in the. We're gonna go to the defend pewter and search the um, 
uh, defend database and see if uh, we can find anything on Dr. Anarchy. Okay. Sounds uh, like a plan. You, you log into the computer. It brings up um, an AI, uh, like a hologram of an AI that is addressable. Computer? Like, <laughs> Codename Kevlar. At your service. How may I help you? Uh, find us uh, the location of Dr. Anarchy. Dr. Anarchy, a, li a little-known supervillain, recently credited for the destruction of the Detroit Defenders. Wow, that's up to date. Wow, that's <laughs> fast. <laughs> Is there someone back there typing? I Don't monitor the internet them. for all <clears throat> supervillain and superhero activity in the De metro Detroit area. Oh, that's Ooh. cheating. Someone already edited the Detroit Defenders wow. wiki page. <laughs> it's, it's true, but that nobody put you up yet. Damn. <laughs> of course. Okay, so no information on Dr. Anarchy's whereabouts. Correct. The video file you saw was uploaded to a YouTube station anonymously. Of course. Do we have locations on any of Dr. Anarchy's known associates? No known associates exist. Hmm. Where does he get his, uh, where does he pick up his issue of Anarchists Monthly? Or Doctors Weekly. Unknown. <laughs> Direct. Those are all e-zines anyway. Can we trace the power source that he used to make this ectoplasm out there? Is there anything we can scan off of that or pick without, up a... Without being on site, I can do nothing. Uh, why, Perhaps why we should go Let's to go. the uh, location and at least reassure everyone that uh, the defenders are still on the job. It's a good idea. Probably wise. Do we? Does the computer have any like scanners we can take with us? Any like pad devices or portable devices? You all are given. Uh, you all are given e pads, and it's basically a futuristic iPad. Damn! I already sold mine. <laughs> Did you know someone in Caesar? I just watch Netflix <laughs> on mine. <laughs> no, he doesn't know anybody named Caesar. Please no. <laughs> Sounds really. <laughs> you must know this guy named Caesar. He's so familiar right now. Wait, Caesar or Cesar? I, <laughs> I I can't pronounce these crazy accents. That's I don't a, know. That's a much darker world. Let's not go there. All right. Yeah. So let's let's grab our gear, suit up, and uh, Wait, so we're in a team now. Do we have like a team vehicle? Is that does that come with this? No. Oh, I, please. I, yes. I kind of. I kind of dozed off during the orientation. <laughs> it, it should be, be. <laughs> it should be just a uh, a Volkswagen bus uh, that's still got some primer panels on it, uh, except for uh, a nice shield that's been welded to the front of it, just below the windshield. Let's uh, say that there's some paint on the bus that still shows a little bit of green and yellow, and there's a faint <laughs> smell of amphibians inside. Right. And I really, really have a craving for pizza. <laughs> Me too, dude. Oh, 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 get a contact high. <laughs> so, uh, in other go. words, the answer is yes. Um, <laughs> it sounds like uh, Kevlar does own a van, uh, but the actual the original members of the Detroit Defenders all had flight abilities, so they never thought of needing a vehicle. Oh, of course. But luckily, you had thought to get yours kind of spray painted. In other words, you used two cans of spray paint to paint the Detroit Defender shield on it. 
and you guys pile into the Volkswagen wagon and wow, Volkswagen wagon. That's hard to say. And you head downtown to the ballroom where the event was. I'll uh, run along beside it. Okay. You going to slow down that much? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is one of the major hotels in downtown. It's very fancy. There's a large ballroom. You can tell where it is because there are, there's a SWAT truck and a lot of police and a lot of people still screaming and running around. Uh, have they already cordoned the area off or oh, is yes. it still panic mode? They, it's about, it's about a one block cordon where okay. the police are stopping everybody. People Kevlar are getting out. Will, okay. But not in Kevlar will join the police in kind of trying to control the crowds. Again, he's kind of known as far as the police force is concerned. So he will kind of make his way along the edge of the crowd. Okay. Um, one of, one of the cops actually notices you and it's like, Hey, I thought you, uh, I thought you were, thought you were off. Aren't you part of the defenders now? Yeah, we're, we're, we're here trying to, you know, trying to kind of pick up the pieces here for this, uh, Dr. Douchebag guy. Um, uh, I figured I'd walk around here, you know, just let the people know, let the people see we were here. Let's see, see that I was here. You know, they know me from working with you guys. You know, I figure it would be a good bump for you guys too. Oh, okay. Well, and you guys kind of stand out. You guys do stand out. In what way do you stand out? Dusk, uh, what does your superhero outfit look like? Um, I wear a uh, black leather hoodie um, with a deep cowl. That sh- uh, all, all you can see is my, uh, my pointed uh, beard, and that's it on my face. Um, and then uh, black uh, like um, exercise pants and uh, flip-flops. <laughs> Striking fear into the heart of uh, all villains everywhere, at least on the beach. Uh, Devin, motion capture, when you actually slow down enough to be seen, what do you look like? Well, motion capture, um, Julian Marquez is rich, so he hired a design team to actually design his uh, costume. And what they came up with was um, a, a sleek, uh, white, kind of pearl, form-fitting um, outfit that wow. just you know, hugs him everywhere. And it, it actually goes over his face completely as well. But then they also installed reflectors on mm-hmm. his joints and stuff. Uh, Cause they thought it would look cool. And so he looks like a motion capture outfit. So that's how he got the name. And so he, he kind of shimmers as he speeds around cause the light catches all the reflectors. And so it's just this shimmery streak flashing past. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Kevlar, are you dressed kind of street closey? Uh, Kevlar's outfit is made up of old, uh, like police issue SWAT gear with the patches removed. Um, the biggest difference is instead of wearing a jacket, he's got basically like a combat undershirt, like an under armor, uh, a little fancier, but it's just basically an under armor shirt with black cargo pants, combat boots. Uh, you could call it a utility belt, but it's really just there to hold like stuff. All right. There's really nothing useful on it. The pouches are filled with like cliff bars and like, you know, small little snacky things. There's really not a whole lot there for crime fighting. Okay. Caleb, how about the Ace of Spades? Uh, the Ace of Spades is dressed in a uh, shirt, tie, vest. Uh, he's wearing uh, dark pants and combat boots. Uh, he's got a big 
um, more like a canvas peacoat kind of jacket over everything. Uh, on his back is emblazoned a, a giant uh, spade symbol with kind of glimmery shenanigans swirling around it to be all magic-y. Uh, and he's got a um, like a black Harlequin mask on. A domino mask. That one, sure. Okay, cool. In this universe, though, they're called Harlequin masks. Sure. <laughs> right. Okay. Subtle difference. Bigger, bigger eye holes, uh, and and they it covers the the nose a little bit because that's that's how you can tell who someone's secret identity is. If you don't cover the nose, instantly recognizable. Oh, that's a good point. That's an excellent point. <laughs> I mean, most people just go with a pair of glasses and they, that's it. So. <laughs> Those, they're not fooling anybody. We know that. <laughs> okay. So uh, the, the, the street cop, like, waves you guys through. And, you know, you guys don't really stand out much, but yeah, you can go take a look around if you want. So the ectoplasmic things we saw on the TV screen, are they still there or did they vanish? They are still there, uh, but they basically where they were standing were these large masses of ectoplasmic goo, and then they just went splorch all over the floor. So basically, you have a good inch or so of goo all over the stage. Cool. So I want to go over to the stage and actually start investigating the ectoplasm, okay. hoping that there is some sort of magical aura that I can detect on it. Uh, which I believe my magical cunning would help me do. Are you going to use your med your your third eye? Uh, yes. What I will do is go over, uh, kind of crouch down, dip one of my uh, gloved hands into it so it kind of gets on my fingers, and like stretch it up so it pops and snaps, and then I have it like on my hand, and I'm kind of. Oh man, that's nasty. That's you aren't Caesar. I was expecting him to taste it. Uh, well, I'm gonna puke, man. You know, sometimes the magical arts are quite tricky, my friend. I uh, may have to ingest it later, but for uh, now, uh, I'm just going to investigate this. I'll have my other hand yep. up above it, uh, making some magical passes and motions, like different hand kata figure thingies, and try to figure out what this is magically. Okay. Uh, give, me an give me an investigate roll. Um, Ace, Ace, can you can you step behind the van when you do that? People can see you playing with that snot. Okay. The van is outside. This is inside. You're in the, uh, you're in the building. Motion capture hands Dusk a $20 bill. I really thought he was going to taste it. <laughs> I, I, I still hold it out. I go, he ain't done yet. Guys, guys, I'm trying to concentrate. Come on. All right, so I don't have investigate on my character sheet. All right, then roll discernment with your plus two bonus. And we are going to do... So you only get the four hero dice. And this is going to... I'm going to give you a... Impose a negative two, negative two step penalty for you. All right, so... I got a one on the die. My discernment is a five. Uh, and the negative two would wash what my magical cunning gives me. So six. 
Okay. That is a uh, that is a really good. Let's say succeed with style. So uh, we're gonna you're gonna create an aspect called uh, Goo Whisperer. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I knew her. Uh, you I kind knew of her. understand exactly what this is. While it is not magical in nature, what it is is, for example, whenever you, you whenever you conjure something, and I'm blatantly stealing this from another uh, book, uh, you call the molecules out from a parallel another dimension, okay, a dimension of energy, and you shape that energy into matter. Without the magic to animate it, it just falls into the sectoplasm. So what you have here is the raw stuff of another dimension. Hmm. 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 Do I know anything about... Can anyone what? hear Caleb? Hello? Yeah, I can hear him. Yeah. All right. Uh, do I know anything about... All right, I'm having troubles hearing you guys. Uh-oh. Hang on one second. Yeah, if the GM can't hear us, it's no good. They just mean to win the game. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to spend a fate point to invoke um, all of my aspects <laughs> at once. Just nod. Knowing Kendall as well as I do, I'm sure he's fine with that. <laughs> all right, so I can what, hear you guys again. Sorry about oh, that. Good. All right. Oh, good. All right, my so audio what, cut out. <laughs> uh, what I was saying, do I have any knowledge about what type of technology, power source, or mechanics would be needed to do something with another dimension uh you don't mechanics really isn't your forte so you don't you know that possibly what could have happened here and then this is kind of because you succeed with style uh what may have happened is they may have been the other five heroes may have been transported like translocated into another dimension mm. and swapped with this uh this goo Gotcha. So I'll but turn to the... You don't know what could have caused that. Right. So I'll turn to the rest of the team. So guys, I'm thinking here, based on my immediate investigation, that the, the team got pulled to another dimension. And this junk was basically what was in their spaces they now inhabit. It kind of swapped out. So we need to find a doorway to Dimension X. Yeah. And you don't have to taste it to determine where it comes from. Uh, you know, it, it might help. I don't know. No, I'm saying uh, I'm going to be sick. I hand, I hand the $20 back. Uh, I, I probably shouldn't ask. It, it tastes like lime jello. The lime jello uh, dimension. Yeah. I believe you. Mm. It, it does taste that, lime with like a little bit of a, like a little ozone. Bleh. It's not often that I'm thankful that there's no mouth hole in my costume. Lime and sadness. <laughs> I, I detect a, I detect a hint of sorrow. All right. So yeah, we need to figure out somehow how 
these guys got yanked into another dimension. I don't know of any way really magically to do that. Um, maybe we can do some more research. Can we scan it with our little computer thingies? Hey, what, uh, you basically have the... you have little computer tablets that have Wi-Fi and like cell connection. They're not really scanning devices. Wasn't there a TV crew in here? Oh, they've all been ushered out. But wasn't it, weren't they recording at the time? Oh, yeah. It was being broadcast live. Hey, I'll go talk to the media, fellas. And I start wandering off. All right. <laughs> They're being held back by the police line. There's three different TV stations and like half a dozen bloggers all recording with their phones or cameras. Okay. All right. I, I go, uh, I got, I got this Kojak and I kind of push one of the cops out of the way. He gives, he gives you kind of a dirty look, but just moves aside. Hey, uh, and I, I just find I zero in on the, the first, uh, female reporter. Oh, and we're being joined by one of the Detroit defenders. The B team, I believe. Oh, no. We're the A team now. Well, yes. You were just announced today. Uh, you are, uh, you're dark. That's uh, your name? Darkness? Don't go there, lady. Um, dusk. Ah, dusk. Well, what can you tell us about the disappearance of the city's stalwart defenders? Well, I want to talk to you about that because I want to see, uh, were you You're recording on camera, at the time? But, You're on camera, by the way. Okay. I know. Um, I, uh, I'll say... So, uh, you were recording the whole time, right? Oh, yes. We had a camera crew inside. Yeah, I'm going to have to see that uh, playback. because uh, she, think... she, she turns back to the camera and goes, and a matter of fact, let's see that again right now. And she points at the cameraman. The little light turns off. <laughs> and then she looks back at you. It's like, it says, okay, you need to play up that you're heroic. I understand that, uh, you know, you're kind of new to this, but try not to slouch so much. Uh, thank you, Katie Kirk. My name's Christine. <laughs> yeah. Katie's my sister. Uh-huh. The ugly sister. <laughs> As you say. <clears throat> and, they, and that's what happened to our premier super team. Did I get to see any of that playback, or was it just all for the, the home crowd there? It was on the home crowd. You know, you can watch you can watch all of our video live on our app. We now have an app in the app store. All right, I, I'll call. I'll, I'll say I'll hold out the pad and I'll go on this thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, there and here. You show me. She starts typing. It's she only got up, three stars. Yeah, I go. She, eh. she pulls up the video for you, and while you're watching it, she turns back to the camera and goes, "As you can see, we're in great hands, Detroit." <laughs> yep. Remember, my, remember, the airport is open twenty four hours. <laughs> so, what do you want to? What do you want to look at? At the I want to. What I want to do is, I want to see it um, in slow motion. Maybe there is there a flash of light. Is there? Is it coming from a certain direction? Okay. When you watch the video, it, they take the they take these statues. Um. And Captain, the Captain Incredible, oh, walks yeah. up, smiles, and as he opens his mouth, and you slow it down so fast here, or so much, that you can actually see, it's like a film strip, where they just kind of flicker in place, and then, so like, like parts of them vanish 
from the ground up as the ectoplasm fills in the holes, and then the whole thing just collapses down in slow mo. Did what the about statu- the statues? Yeah, the statues are went with. Okay, okay. Uh, we should go find the mayor and see if he has any more of those statues. Mm. All right, I, I get on my wrist communicator and I say, "Fellas, we need to probably look into these statues." I turn around and go, "Thank you, Katie." It's Christine. thank you, Detroit. It's Christine, and. Yeah. Uh, and now we'll go right back to the uh, Detroit Wed Rings, who are apparently doing more than our city superheroes are. Uh, I wouldn't put, wouldn't put money on that. I I already did put money on that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and they, she, the cameraman walks away. It's like, and she just shakes her head at you, and also follows. About this time, all of your all of your wrist communicators go off with an alert from the uh, the defenders AI. What's this thing doing? This is crazy. I'm looking at it very suspicious. Defenders, we have a class one alert. Ah, crap. There are super powered enemies robbing Jewelry Row. Jewelry Row is a it's basically a strip mall filled with high-end and rich people's stores. Oh, my people. Yeah, you 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 actually own a couple of those stores. <laughs> Wait, did didn't you have to give that up when you took this new role? Isn't that part of the rules? Hell no. Why would well, I do that? He's rich. He doesn't have to pay attention to those rules. Mm-hmm. You're lucky to have me on board. Do you think you could afford to have Cheesecake Factory catered every day? I got a question. Why are we always driving around in that POS if you got so much money? That thing well, smells like rotten Cheetos. Well, I, I, I thought Kevlar liked driving that around. That thing's as sticky as the, the floor is as sticky as that damn stage was. It's got character. <laughs> I've never actually been in it, so I don't know. Yeah. Just because you are a character does not mean that your van has character. Yeah, why does Flat, Flatfoot doesn't need a van <laughs> anyway? He doesn't care. Flatfoot. Who's Flatfoot? Well, you, you're the one who runs everywhere, right? You oh. got flat feet. Oh, that's mocap, man. Mocap. No, I know what his name. Oh, forget it. <laughs> well, I got you. I got Kevlar. you, Mo. I got you, Mo. You're not funny. Thanks, I- Dusk. Maybe maybe we should go get the bad guys. I mean, that's kind of what we're getting paid to do, right? Indeed, Defenders. I haven't actually gotten a check yet. I have sent the GPS location to your phones. Okay, we go there. You're like two miles away, so. Uh, I'm there. You're there. All right. So you find yourself in the middle of this little strip mall, and the rest of the team is slowly driving along behind. You know, Kevlar's, Kevlar flooded the van. <laughs> <laughs> Do you call and let MC know that? You have got to be kidding me. I, I wouldn't tell MC, but I'm sure there's somebody here who would. So uh, MC uh, flashes back up to the van and kind of looks at it. Shoulders fall, shakes his head. All right, I guess I'm piggybacking you guys there again. You can Who's just first? give us a push. Can't we call a lift? Don't they have lift in this city? We could just hire someone, right? Well, yeah, that's Uber they, they, 
they had Uber, but it was it was shut down and, and changed to Super. Ah, <laughs> Super. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Lyft and Uber uh, combined, and now they are Luber. Oh, nice. <laughs> Don't call Luber. Don't call them. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, I can try and give the van a push. All right. What's your physique? Just curious. Um, my physique is plus one. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> your character's physique. <laughs> oh. Oh. the hatred begins okay. you you can you're not going to be able to push the van very fast with your physique you can oh, get it you can get it to about, that you can get it to about 10 miles an hour yeah i'm, I'm just trying to get it moving so maybe they can well, get it started so we can get, we'll we get there in two, it, two hours pop the clutch that's true it is an old van so you yeah. pop the clutch and yeah. get it started and then it stalls again. Ugh. So he has to push it. So about 15 minutes later, you guys start, stop, popping the clutch all the way to the two miles there. And you <laughs> see that uh, the stores are mostly, like, the windows are all smashed in at this point. And you see about a dozen dudes running in and out. Of, you know, two running into the store, two running into that store. And they're both, they're all running in. And then they come back out to this, what looks like a mecca, it's about eight, eight and a half feet tall, full of metal, it's full metal, two legs, and like a little, like a dome head, but there's a basket underneath that they come up, they bring things to it, they throw it in, it closes kind of like a, like a garbage truck, and then opens back up, so it's like a shoot, uh, shoot bot that they're dumping all the loot into. Oh, superpowered looters. Ugh. This is no good. Kevlar, you're up. All right. Certainly. Uh, Kevlar hops out the side of the van. and uh, It keeps rolling. <laughs> I'm supposed to put on the emergency brake, man. And Kevlar runs back to the door to try and grab the emergency brake, and his legs are dragging a little bit, and finally grabs that emergency brake and, and pulls it. It stops. And then he, he dusts himself off a little bit, stands up, tries to re- re- regain his composure. Um, you there. Drop the looted materials and get on the ground. So you're, you, you call out your cry of surrender to the two men who just are approaching the, the bot. They turn, look startled, kind of look at you and laugh. They do exactly as you instructed. They drop their loot on the ground, and both of them pull out shiny chrome-looking pistols. And they're oh, gonna both—they're both going to shoot at you. Hmm. Let me take a look here. So, Kevlar, look out! Oh, I'm oh my! Fine. That's unfortunate for them. Uh, the first one uh, takes a snapshot at you that just it misses you by a mile, taking the uh, mirror off the driver's side mirror off your van. However, oh, I just replaced that. You also note that it was a sickly green beam of energy that had it, and it didn't so much as blow the mirror off as reduce it to its component molecules. The second sickly green beam of energy is that one is actually going. That one strikes you dead on. Uh, 
what is your uh, what is your armor rating? Uh, my sheet just closed. Give me just a minute. Spade, quick, taste the energy beams to see if they taste like the ectoplasm. You taste the energy beams. You can lick it off a of Kevlar's chest, man. We're not that good friends yet. PG thirteen. PG thirteen. <laughs> you were asking my. What were you asking? My physique. Uh, no, your armor rating. Armor rating. Armor rating is. It'll be based off your physique, but if you have any uh, stunts that give you armor rating, which I believe you do because you are a Kevlar. Uh, let's see. My physique is plus eight, and I do not. It does not look like I'm wearing any actual armor. So. Okay. Uh, see where it says your attribute bonuses is physique plus three, WR6, AR3? Yep. There yeah. you go, AR3. Okay. Armor rating. So, uh, you, Have I mentioned I've never played Fate before? That's a good point. <laughs> I, I apologize. I should have been a little more... Uh, little more no, no, it's more. okay. I'm looking forward to learning through this process. So what I've done is you're taking, a, you're taking three points of stress your armor rating of three negates all of it so hey guess what you feel it burn it actually cut, burns a hole through your jacket but your skin is unmarked by the uh by the weapon does the does my jacket turn into its material components just uh just a small circle of it okay. and they go they yell hey we got heroes over here and you see multiple heads popping out of each store but I'm going to hand the initiative over to you, Kevlar. What do you do? Kevlar turns over his shoulder and says, uh, guys, you may want to come out here for this. All right, I poke my head out the window. What? No, really, you may want to come out here for this. So you weren't paying attention at all to the, gu the gunfight that just happened? Oh, okay. <laughs> you, were, you were too enraptured in shadow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get hit by the green lasers. They sting a little, gotcha. and they dissolve things down to their material components, as evidenced by our rearview mirror, or our, excuse me, our side mirror, and this hole in my jacket. I bet the rich guy could just buy you a new jacket. He 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 doesn't like me much. I don't think he doesn't. So doesn't stay rich by buying people jackets. This is true. This is true. So how we're doing initiative, by the way, is. We're just going to hand it back and forth until everybody goes. Uh, so, Mike, is it, are you just going to stand there and banter for your turn, or would you like to do something else? Uh, no, uh, banter Kevlar. is fine, mind you. But isn't banter Kevlar just a free action in a superhero game? <laughs> Wait, it is. It is to a point. Yes. Yeah. Only if you have it as an aspect. <laughs> Speaking of aspects, let me check mine. That sounded so bad. <laughs> I gotta check my my aspects. Pardon your aspect, sir. Uh, we're 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 tiptoeing on that PG thirteen line right now, guys. I'm only we're, using I'm only using one I'm using one S in, in aspect. So. Uh, Kevlar is gonna like going to sprint up to the two uh, perps with the pistols, uh, and with his amateur pugilist, he's going to try and uh, get a couple of nice uh, little body blows in, and maybe a jab or two. Okay. Uh, by the way, just so you guys know, uh, we have a we basically have a couple scene aspects here. Uh, one of which is smashed and looted storefronts. Uh, we're also going to give you the the 
We need a, a good name, the Defender Mobile. Sure, we'll call it the Defender Mobile. And any other any other situational aspects you guys want to create, real quick? Is there a crowd around? No. Innocent, it no is innocent bystanders. No innocent bystanders. Well, that's good. Uh, is there smoke? We'll call that. We can call that clear fields of fire. No. Nice. So no burning buildings or fire or anything like that. Not yet. You guys haven't done much yet. But there's a lot of shattered glass and wreckage from these shattered storefronts. Correct. I like that. We'll call it shattered storefronts. You call it shattered storefronts. I'll call it improvised weapons. That's what fate points do. You spend a fate point and say, hey, I'm going to take this aspect and I have improvised weapons. Indeed. I like that. That sounds like fun. All right. We're going to do that, right? What do you, you tell me? I meant have fun. Well, yes, if, we're going to have fun. It, guys, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. There you go. <laughs> wow. You're welcome, Michael. Well done. It's like someone's paying attention. <laughs> Bing. Actually, it, it's uh, uh, Michael was very, uh, not this Michael here, the other Michael, uh, the one that heads the RPG Academy. Or when I say heads, I use that term very loosely, mind you. Where it actually says in the uh, in the wearing the cape rule book, it actually says something that is remarkably the same as our our credo. I noticed that as well. Yeah. <laughs> copyright, <laughs> copyright. They miss they miss didn't word it correctly, so it's, we can't quite get copyright. Man. So Plus, what is we, we want them to succeed anyway? Back to the game. What Devin, is Kevlar so, doing here? Kevlar, Kevlar rushes in and throws a couple of quick jabs and punches with his amateur pugilist. I get a plus two to attack uh, when I'm fighting with my bare fists, uh, which I, I am doing so. Um, so what do I do as a player to initiate the attack? Okay. So what you're going to do is take your four fate dice. You probably don't have fate dice now that I've thought about it. So you're going to take four sixes. Yes, I do. Ooh. Mm. You're going to make an opposed roll. Okay. So I'm going to just roll these dice. I'm rolling the dice. And it has dice rolling sound. That's nice. It does. Uh, poor negative one. Okay. So what is your what is your fight skill? My fight skill is plus three with a uh, plus two to attack for my bare fists. So plus five. Okay. And do you have a physique bonus? I do, uh, plus three. So add all those bonuses together. Okay, so plus eight. And then subtract the negative one for your poor dice result. Seven. So, <laughs> yes, you hit him incredibly hard. Uh, you punch him so hard, you actually hear some bones break. Oh. And, but, and you hear him fall to the ground in a gr with a groan. He's still breathing, but he is so out of this combat, it is not even fair. You blast Next. him. I mean, he goes sliding through the broken glass and fetches up against the wall. And then Kevlar just turns to look at the other guy and uh, does the little... Who do you want to go next, them or one of your guys? Uh, I'm going to give it over to Dusk. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, I I will uh, flash out of the uh, out of the van and run up on some of the uh, debris and just kind of come down on the other guy that he was uh, 
taunting. Okay. Uh, with my shadow fist. Wah! All right, go ahead and roll. <laughs> All right, so I have superheroic athleticism. I get a plus. My fight is is plus three and a plus one for my physique. Yep. Okay. And I roll poor as well, minus one. Okay. So three, four, minus one is a three. All right. That is still good enough to uh, knock this one out. He just, he falls over. Doesn't really, you know, it really isn't not that impressive. It's just a standard knockout. Okay. And then I, st- I stand next to him and then I, uh, I look over at Kevlar and I go, ding. <laughs> Kevlar just smiles and shakes his head. Who do you want to go next? Uh, how about mocap? Okay. Mocap. All right. So um, mocap needs to start speeding up uh, to actually do anything here. Uh, so it says that I have to, in order to use any of my speedster power stunts, I need to create a speeding situation aspect on the scene. Okay. Um, so it says I've got to invoke my invoke my power aspect to create that. Uh, so I don't know if I just need to spend a fate point to do that, or if I actually need to use a skill uh, to create an advantage to create the situation aspect. Uh, Typically, I think for, if you're going into hyper time, you'd need to, to spend a skill point. But because it's just part of your, it's just a power stunt you've already paid for. You can just you can create a speeding advantage. Okay, do I need to make a roll for it? No. It, it's part of who you are. You're invoking your power aspect. aspect so, Okay, uh, an invoke costs a fate point, typically. Okay. So I'll right. pay the fate point, and then my uh, turn will be I'm going to just kick it into high gear and start doing loops around the battle scene, uh, getting up to speed, getting ready to uh, punch someone across the jaw. All right. Well, once you're speeding, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be going an awful lot. But do you want to you want to send uh, let them go, or do you want to to give it over to Ace of Spades? Um, let's um, I'll give it over to Ace of Spades. Okay. Okay. So the other heroes took out two of the thugs who drew weapons on them. Correct. Uh, they're still There's, the giant robot. Yep, and six more thugs are, have popped their heads up. From the stores or the buildings or yes, and what's the giant robot doing? Is it just standing there? It's just standing there. Okay, so I am going to jump out of the van, stride forward, and I want to uh, use my magic to levitate all the broken glass and use that to start attacking the other thugs. Okay. Uh, so it sounds like you're using your magic to create uh, create an aspect to use, create an advantage for yourself? Yes. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. And create a situational aspect. Da, da, da. So that is going to be, let me check, difficulty rating. That's not that tough, honestly. So I'm going to give that a, just a difficulty rating of two. Okay. Uh, would I use my willpower for that? Uh, 
you are a more of a hermetic mage, so you can use discipline for this. Uh, I don't see discipline written down anywhere. It's your. It's one of your stats at the top. Is it? Yeah. At willpower? willpower? I'm sorry, discernment, not discernment. Oh, there it goes. Discernment. Okay. It, it begins with DISC. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I play Shadowrun way too often, so I keep thinking. I don't know. Maybe I'm drinking too much, too. All right. Oh. Okay, so that is a minus one. My discernment is a five. That gives me a four. Okay. You, uh, yeah, you can create a situa situational aspect. Uh, all right, so uh, I'll create an aspect. Um, wall of glass shards. Okay. All right. Well, it is now their, the bad guy's turn to open up on all of you. So basically two of them are going to shoot at each one of you. So first two, we're going to start with uh, Kevlar. You've already been shot at, so we're going to start with Dusk. Uh, that's going to negate that, and that's going to be a plus two. Uh, all right. I have uh, Dances with Bullets. That will that will come into effect here. Okay. All right. What do, what does that give you? Uh, it uh, I can dodge shoot attacks using my fight skill to defend against shoot, even if shots, uh, even if I don't see the shots coming. Okay. What is your fight skill? Fight skill is good plus three. Okay. So that's gonna give me. They've got four, four, six. You're going to do that, three. Okay, so they're still going to hit you. Uh, what? So you're going to take uh, four. Okay. I have armor of one. Drops it down to three. Okay. And then, then what do I do? Okay, you see at the, uh, where is it? Bottom of your sheet. Mm -hmm. Trying to pull up your sheet here. Hang on. Uh, you have physical stress boxes and consequences. Yep. So, okay, I already forgot. What did I just say? Two or three? Three. Three. All right. You're going to take a three physical stress box if you have it. Okay. Uh, do you have it there blocked in? Uh, yes. Okay. So mark that one off. Okay. All right. <laughs> so if you didn't have that off, for example, you would have to take a four-point consequence. Okay. Um. If you couldn't take the four-point consequence, you could take the six-point consequence if it was already filled. And if you couldn't take the six, you'd be not taken out of the scene. Gotcha. So that was a really solid hit on you. Yeah. Oh, you didn't shoot me with that. <laughs> These so-called heroes, they ain't nothing. Uh, the next one, you actually dodged the shot. I roll. <laughs> wow, wait a minute. Hang on. Yeah, I whiffed. I completely whiffed. So even before your even before your fight kicks in, I, I missed. <laughs> so I zeroed out. So all right. Caleb, or excuse me, Ace. Mm -hmm. You go by Ace or Spade? 
depends on how good friends we are. All right, Mr. Mr. Ace. <laughs> it's a family-friendly show. I can't call him what I'm really thinking. <laughs> well, you do, but since this is uh, edited for television, it's dubbed over a little uh, bit badly. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, the first shot also whiffs right by you. Good. Must obviously be due to the wall of glass. Well, the wall of glass that's kind of scaring everybody. And the other guy whiffs right by you. I'm actually zeroing out on, like, with against their rolls. I'm rolling so bad tonight, which is great for Hooray. you. Guys. And motion capture. You are speeding. Mm-hmm. That's gonna make you really hard to hit. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um. I sh- you know, if this wasn't uh, being recorded, I'd just say, you guys win. We'll go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, I actually got a, uh, I got a poor result at the end. So, yeah. So they, all, they are very unthreatening with their weapons because they aim like stormtroopers. Except for me. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at The RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, The Caleb G, at The Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at The RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.